Take a Ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I have the combo guard running the two, Jacob the White Knight. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing well, brother. Just getting excited for the Zion return that's happening soon. So I uh, can't wait to talk about that. Absolutely. Not only him, but we have LT the Sage running the wing at the three spot. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. Kyrie came back with a flurry of shots yesterday. I love to see mm-hmm. it. His shoulder looks fine to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet. Yes, we will go down that rabbit hole here pretty soon, I'm sure. Uh, So this episode, before we get into it, we're going to talk about uh, some relevant news here for the first quarter. Then for the second quarter, we're going to talk about if there is something in the Sage trade rumor mill on the second quarter, third quarter. Uh, We might touch up on on relevant games. And then I'll also uh, put in a bonus on players that are we going to hold on and maybe potentially sell high on uh, as far as the last month of what type of ADP ranking that they're uh, putting as far as that goes. And then fourth quarter will kind of tie into the clutch shots. As you guys know, we will touch up on anything that pops up as we're recording. And the Dynasty Outlook player that I definitely want to talk about here is Wendell Carter Jr. So stay tuned for that. So if you guys make sure you check out newlifefantasy.com, join as a member, join uh, or subscribe to the mailing list. It helps our uh our online site to continue to grow. Uh, Jacob is putting the hard work with the articles. LT is working on the NBA power rankings as well. Uh, I'm working on an article to be released this week for sure. Dynasty Fighter, I do apologize, guys. It should be done here uh, Thursday. Uh, Be looking forward to that. That's my birthday gift to you guys, so look forward to that. Uh, Mike had just released a fantasy baseball article for rookies, so you guys got to definitely check that out. He's going to be on the podcast here uh, as a special guest here next week. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, make sure you guys sub zero, subscribe that button on YouTube. Hit the bell as dinner time. Comment below. Make sure you guys give us a thumbs up as LT is putting the hard work behind that. And as well, subscribe to the podcast, spread the wealth, tell your friends, tell your family, let it, let them know about us. And it helps us out. So with that being said, I'm officially ready to take people on for a ride. And for the first quarter, uh, Jacob, you want to run that offense there, brother. Absolutely, brother. Thank you. So for uh, recent news, we're going to talk about the aforementioned Zion Williamson is reportedly planning to make his regular season debut on Thursday against the Jazz. Uh, Now, this all depends on how he practices this week, you know, and somewhere Allen Iverson is rolling in his grave, even though he's still alive, you know, like practice. But, uh, you know, I guess they need to see how he runs and if he can run right. You know, if he can, uh, if he can stay in a straight line, right, LT? Oh, for sure, because you know that that's hard to do for someone that's been running their whole life, right? <laughs> exactly. So, I'm gonna kick it over to you, LT, since you are the uh, since you are the Brandon Ingram expert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zion. <laughs> it, is said that he he's going to play very limited minutes, quote unquote, once he does come back. So, do you sell Brandon Ingram super high uh, right now, or do you just hold him and expect him to just to just produce like he has been? Oh yeah, you definitely hold Brandon Ingram. Like I like I said, unfortunately, not even unfortunately, but he he is on the cusp of being. A NBA superstar. Uh, He's on the cusp. I didn't say it is there yet, but right now he's just a star based on his play. And so I don't think that's going to change with Zion. That might actually help him. Um, That might give him a little bit more open open lanes, um, more more availability. He's been uh, still aggressive. I think he stays aggressive um, with getting to the line. Uh, You know, I think he's almost getting to the line seven to eight times a game. So um, I think that continues. Um, Zion's not going to play that much. He's going to be on the court, but he's not going to play that much to affect Brandon Ingram. So you 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 hold him, or you 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 try to buy him from an owner that thinks that Zion's going to come into his minutes for sure. I'm actually going to be in the opposite way as far as I could potentially maybe sell him uh, because of the the minutes restriction. They're going to hold this prize possession with kid gloves, right? And we can already assume that he's going to be on a very strict minutes restriction for this week in particular. 
But it, it is a definitely good eyesight to see to him finally to grace the court starting this regular season. And I'm sure he's going to want to get more minutes the next couple of weeks. And maybe they uh, may potentially unleash him. I don't know. I wouldn't be comfortable to say that that would be the case. Uh, but it, honestly, in a dynasty format, yeah, you would buy him. I, I, that's when I would buy him. Now, for a redraft of points league, I might go in reverse and, and potentially sell him. Now, real quick before that, you know, who is it going to probably, you know, put a, a damper on? Obviously, it, like LT was said, it could help Brandon Ingram, but I think it may hurt him a little bit uh, as well as it's going to hurt massively, you know, Josh Hart. Maybe, no, and here's the thing. Lonzo Ball has been playing very well here recently, so it's going to maybe hamper him. And honestly, it could help Ball. So because Ball is not a usage rate player, so honestly, it could help him to get his assist rate up. But this is the beautiful thing that we want to see. But we have to also keep in mind, Drew Holiday hasn't been playing either. So I want to see all of these players play at the same time just to see what really happens. And um, in a points league, you know, it's funny. Let me just go into ISO real quick and I'll pass you the ball, Jacob. Mm -hmm. Jacob, you, you you gave me that crushing blow last night. I don't think I didn't notice that. I know you're uh, oh. very <laughs> – you gave me that crushing blow last night. And it's that funny because I – it was close. It was a good match, a good game. And uh, the thing is, I tried to stream a guy. I streamed the wrong guy. I, I streamed LT's uh, original guys, Bismack Biombo. He <laughs> failed me. <laughs> Not only did he fail me, Terry Rozier has been hot in points league. And oh, he just, yeah. he literally crapped the bed on me yesterday. Good job to you, White Knight. I actually needed that win really bad, man. So that, <laughs> LT, as you're in that league as well, mm -hmm. I'm sh like, we're, I think all three of us is really trying to push as hard as we can to get in the playoffs. I'll yes. pass you the ball there, Jacob. Yes, absolutely, man. I got super lucky. I checked my phone at the end of the night because I was like, I'm going to lose. And then I check. I'm like pleasantly surprised, Stark. So, I'm, so I appreciate you gifting me that win, brother. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could hold that gift back. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> all right. So... Um, Moving on, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about Luke Kennard. Um, it says that he's not going to take the court until after the All Star break, mm. and probably not even a guarantee too. So this seems like a serious knee issue, and I actually saw this coming. I've been kind of waning off him. Uh, he's been out for quite some time, uh, so I, you know, I think. Well, I'm going to pass the ball to you there, Starks. Do you think? Uh, would you hold him? You know, or would you would you just cut bait and try to just stream that, or would you hold him if possible? Um, it, it would go by the ranking. So if in the redraft and points league, if you're in a in a, a top spot, and I'm just going to think of it that you're probably not in the, the playoff standings, and you're desperate, yeah, I'm I'm cutting bait on him in a shallow, maybe even a twelve man league. I would I wouldn't want to do it, but. To be honest with you, it's at that time span that you can't keep getting those eggs or those zeros on the bench, mm. right? You need to potentially stream that spot and get stats if you need to eke out those wins each week. Because if you're going to hold on to them and if you don't have an IL or IR spot, then that's going to damage you. If you have an IL spot, yeah, go ahead and host them. But I will ask this. It's like, well, with all these injuries, you probably have someone else injured on your team. So you might not be able to host him on your team. So, yeah, I would cut bait. Dynasty format, I would do the bet. I mean, you're going to hold on to him. Um, would I sell him in a dynasty format? It, it would go by how the team built is structured. But um, that's my thoughts on him. It, like I said, only me for me to hold him is if he's in, if you're top in the rankings. And uh, LT, what's your thoughts, man? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at this point in time, if they're coming out with reports that he's not going to be healthy until um, after the All-Star break, you can't wait that long. There's absolutely no way. Um, if you have an ILO spot, perfect. Put him in there. But um, definitely get him out of, out of your lineup. And I would say in all leagues, maybe not in Dynasty formats, actually. You know, obviously, uh, he has a lot of uh, a lot of game left in him uh, in, for his future. But in points leagues, redraft leagues, uh, you got to get a, a positive body out there. Um, and uh, go from there. So that's pretty much it. I'll go with. Uh, I'll go over to you, White Knight. Absolutely. And uh, I will say, as an added note, if Duambuya and Bruce Brown Jr. is floating there on your wire, I would pick them up ASAP. Um, 
So next up here, uh, Larry Nance. Uh, I don't know if I could interest you in, in that, but you know, with all this talk of Kevin Love maybe maybe traded, you know, there's a possibility that he could have a great second half. Uh, if he is traded and Nance comes back healthy. Now, that's assuming that the Cavs won't trade Nance himself, you know, because he's, you know, he's about like 27, 28, and the Cavs are trying to get young. So he's a possible trade candidate as well, even though he hasn't been talked about. So um, I'm going to kick the ball to you there, Starks. Do you see his eventual return, which he's supposed to return within the next three games? Do you see his return? hampering anyone in like a deep league like a John Henson or like anyone else who's been playing well for the Cavs. So in a sense, if and you're talking about and I, I was having issues on my end. So you're talking about if Love was to move and Nance was still there, um, who would it hamper maybe on the team or Yeah, yeah. Like do you see Nance as like a possible like he's gonna have a great second half or like could he have a productive second half sans love? Oof. Well, it would go by, as you kind of, I think from what I was hearing, it looked like it, it would kind of go by maybe who would they get back in return. We have to always look at if, you know, if Love was to leave, who would Cleveland get uh, to fill that his shoes, maybe potentially. But if they don't get like a solid enough player, they get more of the younger talent, then yeah, I you would think his value would go up. But I'm a little concerned because right now, you know, Larry Nance is ranked 147th. <coughs> Last year, he was ranked 55. He was improving each year. Uh, you know, he he's, has a tick of his steals going down. His steal rate is at 0.8. And to be honest with you, that's a little bit of a concern for me. Because like yeah. you said, he's a little bit older. He's 27 years old. Now, that's still prime rib pasta in, you know, prime in NBA. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's like you kind of said from what I thought I heard that Cleveland, it almost makes sense to maybe potentially move him to. Because they got to go young. It only makes sense to go super young in Cleveland, as they, as you guys can see, they're a wasteland team. Um, but he could potentially, you know, he could get better. But what, like I said, what's concerning for me is his steal rate. Because as a big man, he gets those out of position steals, and I think a lot of people we don't talk about that. And it says he was averaging one and a half steals a game last year, and he's at point eight. You know what happened to it? So maybe it could, it could have been with the injuries that has been going on. But if they don't get anybody stronger return, yeah, I could still potentially see a, a solid bounce back the rest of the season, LT. Yeah, if he can raise his minutes up right now, he's only getting about 24 minutes. If a good trade comes in, he's able to get 30, you know, 30 per, then that's beautiful. That would help out his value a lot. Um, but he's he's like a I, I don't laugh. He's like a poor man's Tristan. Right. Um, I don't I don't. Uh, yeah, Stark, she smiled. Oh, don't worry, I won't laugh. <laughs> He's like a poor man's <laughs> Tristan. So it's like, why, why, you know, they're kind of the same player. So it's almost, it's almost beneficial if Tristan and Love goes, um, then maybe he has a little bit more area, but he almost fills in that same gap that Tristan does. And to be honest, unfortunately, Tristan does it better than him. So uh, that's just my, my thoughts on it. I don't know if I, unless if he can get a 30, 30 per every night, um, I wouldn't touch him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, so for my last bit of news, I'm just going to run through a few that I wanted to highlight. And then I'm going to ask uh, one of you gentlemen, which one you want to choose to expand on here. So we got Daniel Theus. He was a favorite streamer of mine. He's not going to play on Monday uh, because of a right knee soreness. So that's a bummer because he was a lock to get you a block and some boards and points, but unfortunately he's not at, or he's not playing. So hopefully you're able to pivot. If you did take my advice here, um, drew holiday, uh, is not going to play on Monday. Uh, it's going to be, I believe his fourth straight game on the sidelines. Russell Westbrook, uh, load managing season, uh, is here. Uh, he's going to rest on Tuesday so he can play Wednesday. Uh, and then Clint Capella is going to return on Tuesday and Towns didn't play again. So, so I'm going to kick the ball over there to ULT to do, do, do any of those headlines. Do you want to expand on any of those? Um, yeah. Um, I want to expand on Theus real quick. I'm not Theus. I'm sorry. Cat real quick. Um, Cat and Drew Holiday. Both of those uh, smell. 
And they smell like people people yeah. trying to uh, stay off the court and stay healthy for a trade. That's what that's what both of those sound like, to be honest. Uh, Drew Holiday, like I stated before, I think he may be uh, being shipped out. He's kind of a luxury piece right now in that Pelicans right. lineup. He, they're not do you know they're not gonna be you know going for anything like hardware or playoffs. He needs to get on. He he needs to try to win now. You know he's getting into those years of his career. Cat, uh, I don't know what's going on with Cat, but man, he he doesn't seem like he he's very motivated to play. Um, there's not really a lot of information coming out about his injury, and so because I've been monitoring, I'm been like, man, where's Cat coming back and. Uh, it's not looking good. So I don't. I, I think those two smell of uh, keeping safe so that they can be high trade. I think we're gonna see a lot of. I think we might see a lot of trades this uh, <laughs> this season. But that's that's what I think, Starks. Oh, man. what I you know what I think is uh, you're starting to put on the glasses yourself, man, villain, man. You're starting to turn <laughs> into a little bit. Listen, you know it, it, it's funny because it's like you know we have to be transparent and honest to the listeners because it's like. You want to say nice things to players that, you know, you have one your team. You're like, you don't want to put them down because it's like, oh, man, they're really they're potentially hurt. They're questionable. But let's just be honest, man, as an owner or GM, you're you're feeling this pain. Right. So we you got to be honest. And, and as much as you guys know, I'm a, I'm a big cat backer. But this is not this is not fun. This is not something I like to eat. Um, and yeah. I would be a little upset and frustrated, too, as an owner and GM. So. I'm not going to beat around the bush on the whole situation. Of course, LT isn't, you know. So let me say this. One of the things I want to expand on, Jacob, though, mm -hmm. is if there is anybody that I would be, and let me backpack, let me not backpack, let me backpedal a little bit because it's like, you know, I'm probably going to hear it. Clint Capella, you know, he's a good, he's definitely a good player this year. I'm not taking anything away from him. And actually, he's doing a lot better than what I thought he was going to do this year. So, uh, cahoots or uh, congratulations <laughs> if, if you if if you, <laughs> if you draft him. But <laughs> I will say this: I I'm the big guy that as far as I'd like to get those deep deep players and this Isaiah Hardenstein man. Like yeah. I would be okay for Clint Capella to get because now his injury seems more legitimate yeah. versus Drew Holiday in Towns, That's right? Fine. So I we would be okay. Well. Maybe it's just me putting my heart on my sleeve, right? Because it's just like I want Isaiah Hartenstein to get more time on the court. Because just like what me and Jacob had talked about and even LT on the previous episode, you know, Hartenstein, when he's on the court, that man produces, man. Mm -hmm, and yeah. I, I, I hope, I really hope somehow in some way, and I know it's the, the, the realism of this happening is, is slim to none, but just give it a shot, you know? And what I mean by that is, Try to try to have him and Clint Capella out at the same time. Just just, just see what happens. That's all sure. I'm saying. Try try it. You know, because like we can look at the Lakers, for instance. They got all those big behemoths out there now. You don't have to do the Golden State fast paced offense anymore. Like try something different now. As we can talk about, Golden State is a wasteland team, right? So the NBA has kind of changed. I mean, we all know that everybody's taking threes, and we know Houston likes to jack up the three too. But why not try to do? Try to have those those tower guys out there and see what happens. You can still jack up the three and then just get these guys under the basket to get them cheap bunny shots. That's just all I'm saying, but I'll pass you back the ball there, Jacob. That's all I got. That was beautiful. I agree with both of you guys. So that concludes the end of the first quarter. That's all of the recent news. So I'm going to fast pass the ball right back to you there, Starks. All right, for the second quarter, I'm going to uh, do behind-the-back pass there to LT. If you have any uh, trades or rumors in the, the Sage Corner there, brother. Yeah, just one real quick. Um, so a quick second quarter here. But the Lakers have come out with a report that they are going to make trades this season for the trade deadline. They are going to make moves yeah. to make sure to cement their playoff run. Um, they're trying to get the gold this year. They're, they're not playing around. Yeah. They're not joking. So they are going to be looking for trades. So uh, I know last game, Kyle Kuzma did really good. But um, you know what? That might have just drove up his price or may have just added some little extra spice to the table. A lot of people right. thought, oh, maybe maybe he's safe now that he did well. No, 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 right. no, 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 no. That doesn't mean he's yeah. safe at all. So I was just asking. I know Kuzma's are obvious, but I mean, 
What do you think on the Lakers is most likely to get traded? Um, do you think it's going to be uh, maybe like a Danny Green, uh, maybe a Dwight Howard, a Kuzma, a, a McGee? Who do you think gets traded and why? You know, it's funny. All these players right here, I don't think have any value except for Kuzma. You know, like all these players just, they're not scrubs, but like they're just like, they are role players that play well with King James. You know, like all these players wouldn't be valuable to any other team but the Lakers, except for Kuzma, just because he's so young and he can score. So, like you said, Kuzma's value skyrocketed and i saw some tweet of like an angry laker fan saying like you really want to give this guy up and it's like yeah i mean like he just (laughs) he just helped you to not give up any more assets other than just kuzma by having that huge game Mm -hmm. it's like he's helping his stock right now and he could blossom somewhere else maybe you know like it could be um it could be great for both sides if that were to happen um the only reason, you know, Danny Green is a three-point shooter. Pope is a three-point shooter. Um, and then, you know, like Howard, the Lakers were the only team to give him a shot. You know, so like no one really has any value that's willing to be traded except for Kuzma. Uh, now, that's just my thoughts. I'm curious what you have to say there, Starks. Let me, <laughs> if you want me to do the justice to, to save your bacon and, and help you out, you know, you, you're not, you said, you know, they're not scrubs, but maybe they are scrubs, Jacob. Let me just help you out so you can be a good guy here. Uh, behind, behind LeBron. LeBron James lackeys, you know? So, but, you know, honestly, like I said, I, I only call players scrubs in fantasy, just to be fair. Because if you're in the NBA, you're obviously legit and good. So I don't sure. want to take anything away from an NBA player. But yeah. let me say this. Alex Caruso, you know, like, you know, the guy with the haircut, you know, maybe he could go. But let me say this. Quinn Cook, mm-hmm. he's one of those guys that he's actually not a bad player if he gets time on the court. For some reason, Quinn Cook just doesn't get enough time on the court, right? And Kyle Kuzma obviously would be the, the main guy to get what well, you would hope he gets moved. I mean, some people that are Lakers fans are like, well, why would you do that, right? You know, you're not going to, it doesn't seem to make sense if you trade Rondo or Dwight Howard because they're veterans, right? So it's kind of hard, like you were saying, what can you get back in return? You would still try to maybe try to package Kuzma with some draft picks if you're able to do that. Further down, like you're going to have to give up draft picks along with Kuzma, and then maybe you can get your prize possession, someone like potentially like Drew Holiday, right? They, they might get a guard. You know, we know LeBron is running the offense there. But they could potentially get someone of that caliber, Drew Holiday, or, or someone else, right? You know, I'm I'm sure. I don't know for some reason, and, and I'm not good at calling trade rumors or calling trades at all. But I don't know. It just feels like if the Blazers, sorry, LT, if the Blazers don't do something like immediately, it almost feels like Lillard. I would not be surprised if Lillard gets moving. I wouldn't say that this year, but. It feels like it's getting close, man. I don't know. For It's just a gut feeling. Um, I, I hope that's not the case. But if the Blazers don't make any moves, it's just something you got to look at. And uh, as far as the Lakers is concerned, I, with LeBron, it, it seems like they're going to probably pull the trigger and get someone on the team that's going to help uh, elevate them against the Clippers out there in the West. Uh, what's your thoughts, LT? Yeah, just to finish, good good stuff from both of you brothers. Uh, just to just to finish off, they do have a couple of uh, a couple of assets now. Just want to let you guys know. Remember, Pope, as as I just showed our viewers here, he's only twenty six. I know he feels old, but uh, Caldwell Pope is only twenty six years old, so he's not that old <laughs> to be. Uh, so he could still be a trade target for a team to add to another team. Um, Kuzma, obviously, and uh, Costas, I'm not gonna, uh, uh, yeah, uh, you know him, uh, the brother of Giannis. Um, he yeah. is also a specimen, um, also is raw as far as his talent is concerned, just like Giannis was. And another mm-hmm. team may see what they saw in Giannis and say, hey, we want to kind of utilize that skill set, get him on the court, give him time, and he can produce similarly to, not not like Giannis, let's not get over our heads here, but he can produce somewhat in that same realm, same type of player that Giannis is. Um, so that's what you, you know, 
a couple of um, teams that are looking to really stockpile young talent may see some value in Costas as well. So that's who I'm thinking or who I see on the team. Other than that, like Stark said, just a bunch of uh, uh, old scrubs, uh, pretty much. So uh, fantasy scrubs, like he said, fantasy scrubs. Uh, yeah, role, role, role players, role players. They've become role players in the NBA. Yeah, they're a bunch. Uh, so that's what you got there. But that's all I got, man. And uh, I'll kick it over to uh, you guys. Now to you, Starks. Yeah, that's we're gonna have to call them fantasy scrubs. Maybe that'll help us to have just to stay face a little bit mm-hmm. uh, for the listeners. So we will uh, transition to the third quarter. Uh, third quarter, what we're gonna do is. We'll touch up on a game or two, but I think I want to bring up uh, some potential sell-hide candidates. And uh, one of the guys that has been doing well here the last month that I want to bring up here, just bear with me. uh, Let's see. Oh, this one's an interesting one. LaMarcus Aldridge. He has been ranked as a top 17 player the last month of the season. And hold on, excuse me. Actually, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah, no, not seventeen. Actually, ranked uh, <laughs> ninth for for the last thirteen games. So the average is, is as follows here: nineteen in points. Wow, two three pointer, two point two three pointers a game. That's mm-hmm. different. Uh, Eight point five rebounds, two point seven uh, assists, half steal, one point eight blocks, shooting fifty one percent. Field goal percentage, charity stripe is at eighty eight percent. Usage rate. Uh, let's see what his usage rate is looking like here. <clears throat> his usage rate is at 22.9. He's not, his usage rate has actually taken a dip this year, but he doesn't mm-hmm. need the usage rate. So he's been actually having, I, dare, I'm not going to say a career year, but he's having the best year so far yeah. as a ranked 17th player in the last five or four years in, in, in fantasy. So I will ask you this, Jacob. Because mm-hmm. he's ranked, like I said, ninth right now. So that's first round value the last month yeah. currently. So do you hold on to him or are you going to try to sell him to a different team? Right now, he's so high because blocks are at a career high, which is super interesting at his age uh, that he'd be having a career high in blocks. Um, honestly, so at first, it was like, sell all your spurs because they're not in the playoff race but they're actually um they're actually they're tied with the grizzlies for the eighth seed right now um although they're the ninth seed just because grizzlies have one more win i'm sure they have the tiebreaker but they're right right there for the eighth seed and i don't think any of us i don't expect the grizzlies to hold on to that eighth seed as the season goes um so it just seems like that eighth seed is up for grabs and the Spurs will do whatever it takes to get there. And LaMarcus Aldridge, he's having a great year. So in a redraft league and a competing dynasty league, I'm going to go ahead and keep him. Uh, he's been great. And he doesn't, like you said, he doesn't have a lot of usage. You know, like he doesn't dribble drive, you know, like he doesn't put himself in harm's way. You know, like he finds a way to stay healthy. Uh, he's one of those boring guys that I would love to have on my team just because he's producing like this. He's not going, he, he's probably not going to get hurt just because he doesn't play that physical style. So I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and keep him Starks. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I can definitely see that. And, uh, if you are competing, that makes sense. LT, I, I will transition to a different player for you, okay. but I, I got to give you the respect because I know that's one of your original blazer guys. Mm-hmm. I, I just want you to just highlight on, you know, do you, how do you feel about LaMarcus Aldridge? And I just want you, just want to ask you, how do you feel about his career right now, man? Oh man, his career overall. I feel like, I feel like it, I feel like his career is actually very good. The issue with which issue issue now is that, it's very likely unless if he goes to another team he's not going to get a ring like he's just it's just (laughs) it's too is he should have probably stayed with the blazers i know it was around that time but he probably should have stayed with the blazers they were growing talent just imagine that team with cj dame and lamarcus aldridge that would have been a team that would have been an amazing team uh to trot out there um but he was ready to go i understand completely um but 
I, I love it, and I love what he's becoming. Uh, I don't know if you saw Starks, but his three-point percentages are a career high right now, and the amount of attempts has gone yeah. up as well. So he's 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 kind of, you know, changed his game around. He, he's making threes. He made like five threes uh, recently in a game, and he had he had another five-three uh, game in that stretch where you're talking about the last 13. Um, he had two games with four threes. So he's shooting the three at a high clip. Now that's that's pretty much where why his value is so high right now. He's adding everything else he usually gives you a little down on rebounds, but that's because uh, the portal the portal is there, and um, <laughs> and uh, but he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to bang down low to get those rebounds. The portal does that for him, and uh, he's 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 making it happen. So he's so boring, but he gets it done right. fantasy wise. So right. you love you love to see it. Yeah, and let me just go ahead and say something on top of that. Yeah, the three pointers is an amazing thing. Because I don't think he's ever averaged in his career over one three-pointer in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong there, but I think I know for the last four years he hasn't. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely something crazy that he's doing this year. What a nice uh, boost for him! But let me say this: you know, there's another player I want to talk about here. Uh, <laughs> this one's actually interesting. Jaron Jackson in the last month is uh, ranked in second-round value, so he's ranked 22 uh, with the averages as it follows here. Uh, close to 19 points a game, uh, 3.2 three-pointers, five rebounds, uh, 1.6 assists, almost a steal, 1.8 blocks, shooting 50%, and at the charity stripe, 71%. LT, I will pass you the ball here. Uh, if you had Jaron Jackson, we we already know the, the <laughs> floodgates that you probably want to go on an ISO ramming on Brandon Ingram, but nah. it's kind of like uh, we'll put we'll, – I just want you to look at his. Obviously, we know about that, but if you had um, Jaron Jackson right, right now, would you, or if you didn't, would you try to buy, or no, excuse me, if you had him, would you sell him at this uh, route, this value right now, or uh, would you hold on to him, man? No, I have him, and I would. I'm going to keep him because this is what I expected him to do. Um, this is what I expected from him. This is this is the production I expected him to output on a daily night. Uh, he has a couple off games. He's still young. I expect that. 15 points. Come on, man. But he had three blocks that game, one steal, uh, eight rebounds, three assists. He's an active young man, and he he plays big at the rim, and he also puts up points. He also hits threes. He's Like I told you at the earlier part of the year, I want to see more threes from him. And guess what? He's been producing. He's been hitting more threes. He had a 6-3 game the other day. Um, so that is what I was looking for from him. And he's producing now. So, no, I, I wouldn't sell him because this is what he's supposed to be doing. He had those injuries earlier on in the year. Um, yeah. And he started off really slow. But this is what you drafted him high for. And so I, I wouldn't sell him because I, I, I would put it this way. I, I, if I were to sell him, it would be for Brandon Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I knew that was. I knew that was going to have to come out at some point. I knew you knew you couldn't hold that. <laughs> um, so, so here's another here's another guy. I'll actually, uh, I saw on, and it's uh, Shea Shea Gil, uh, SGA pretty much, mm. and um, Shea Shea. you know he's 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 been ranked as a, a top. Uh, 20 players, so second round value here the last month. And I know that I've actually got some, I wouldn't say some flack, or maybe potentially from both ends, because uh, some people had gave, given up on him and, and said in a sense that he his breakout season uh, was almost like a facade, because at one point he was ranked 120th at some point in the season. He's got, he's improved for sure uh, currently. I mean, he's, you know, 62 right now. I expected him to potentially be a top 50-ish player this year. You know, I, I thought that was the right move to have him there just because of OKC. Uh, but OKC is playing actually surprisingly good with Chris Paul and the Rooster and Gallinari. So uh, <laughs> I will say this, though. Now, what I kept, you know, banging the drums on is like, where's his steal rate? Well, at least he's starting to creep that back up this season. So that's a nice thing to see. He's at 1.2 steals this season. At one point in time, I think he was under one. And I was just like, what happened? You know, because he can he can get you those defensive stats. He's not getting the assist this year. Obviously, it's Chris Paul. But the thing that's a beautiful thing for him this year is his usage rate has taken a nice bump. Now, it slowed down. or it's It seemed like he was at a very high tick. Slow down a little bit. But you're still going to accept close to the 25 usage rate range. Uh, he's not a player that needs usage rate. But it's still a nice joy to see that he's 
again, uh, one of the things I mentioned is pumping up the volume, and I had him in the article on newlifefantasy.com, mm-hmm. that he's shooting almost two times more this year than he was last year. So at nine, almost scoring 20 points versus 10 points last year, he's hitting more threes. He's getting more rebounds. Um, his field goal percentage is it's taking a slight you know, hit. But as far as if I had him, now when I sell him, I would – I mean, I don't think this value that he's he's doing right now at the top 20, I don't think that's realistic for him. So if you're able to maybe someone b- believes that he can give you that value as far as like a top 25 production or better, then I, that's when I would potentially sell him. Now in the dynasty format, no, I'm not going to sell. I'm not going to sell SGA, but I'm just trying to look at it as if you're trying to win now, right? In the redraft and points league, uh, I would see if I can get someone potentially better. So you might say, well, you know, Starks, who who could I potentially, you know, get back in return? Here, here's one. You know, this sounds weird, but we could kind of try to fuse it up. And I know this is going to sound really awkward in your stomach because it's not a sexy name, but we just talked about him. LMA, for instance. If you need a big man mm-hmm. and you're winning right now, I'll tell you what. You could probably offer SJ and you could probably get him because there are people who are like, it's LMA, right? But, but what we're overlooking, just like what LT said, the three-point shot that LMA is doing, that's yeah. the only thing he was really missing from his game. He does essentially just about everything else. He doesn't get you those assists, but you're going to still like what LMA is doing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and as a big, although he's not touching the three assists, you know, that's being nitpicky, but he's getting 2.7. So that's not the worst. So, uh, you know, in that sense, if I'm in, like I said, if I'm going to win now, and honestly, if you can get LMA... Or, yeah, I think you should do a, try to do a two-for-two two type deal because you might be able to, to to juice that orange more to get another player in return because LMA's name doesn't stick out. The echo and the hype train is not as strong as SGA's uh, name right now. So uh, that goes in closing. Did you guys want to um, expand on SGA at all? or? Well, I just wanted to quickly fact-check you, Starks, on LaMarcus Aldridge's three-pointers made. You are correct in that this is absolutely a career high. Uh, It's actually more than double uh, his previous career high. Uh, Mm. In his last year in Portland, he averaged a half of a three-pointer a game, uh, and that was his career high up until now, uh, which is 1.2 threes a game. So... As you said, he's having a career year, which is weird to say at age, what, 34, 35? What is he? That's right. 34. I think it's like a... okay. 34. So, I mean, like, that's crazy. And I definitely agree with you there. Um, but as far as SGA goes, I'm going to kick the rock over there to LT. Oh, man. Shay Shay. Hey, listen. The torch is being passed down as we speak, the baton. So keep your eyes glued for Shay Shay because um, reports and Sage, this is a, a special of mine. I, I, I love to read articles. And uh, one of the articles that came out is that Chris Paul and, and Shay Giglius are they're, they're the closest two teammates on the team. And that uh, Giglius has been uh, really keeping close to Paul to learn his game, how he's, uh, you know, how he operates, how he's a professional. And so just be, be on the lookout. For uh, Shay Shay, um, if he continues to, uh, you know, Chris Ball's a good study to be under. Um, so just continue, just just continue to look out for him. I actually like him. Um, mm. I'm a big, big Shay Shay guy. So um, I like to see him uh, do well the rest of the rest of the way. For sure. And last thing I was going to say, just to reiterate, dynasty format. No, I wouldn't try to trade him for LMA. If mm. but if you know that you have the the chip chance then you go ahead and plunge. But in redraft and points league, yeah, I'm, I'm going to trade SJ. I mean, I would rather have SJ long-term, but, you know, that's just something to say. So we'll got, kind of go into – actually, I'll pass you the ball because we mixed this up with the third quarter LT. Um, and actually, let me – before I pass you the ball, um, if actually, yeah, you can jump into that uh, OKC game. Exactly. SGA looked like he had a, a, a very solid game tonight. If you want to touch up on a couple of games there, brother. Oh, yeah. You know I was going to jump right into SGA's game. Can you be- look mm. at this line, guys? Eight for 12, two yeah. snipes, two free throws, 20 rebounds. 20 what? rebounds. Mm-hmm. 10 what? assists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One block. That's Triple double. Ow. Triple double with 20. Who is boxing him out rebounds. in Minnesota? Same. It's not wow. cat. It's not hey, cat. 
<laughs> Not bad. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, he jumped. He drunk. He jumped in Drummond's body, man. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness, that's insane, wow. Shay. Wow. So yeah, that's that. I was just, you know, you start. You read my mind, and I was going to jump right into that after that plug. Wow, what a what a game from uh, SGA. If you have him on your team, uh, you are just grinning from ear to ear uh but uh uh white knight uh our rooster also had a great game as well man love rooster oh, i was man. actually a huge uh, i was actually a huge rooster fan back when he was here in denver um, ah nice nice yeah man 30 points three threes 11 for 12 from the free throw line that is that is music to owner's ears right there <laughs> shoot that's awesome um yeah, I mean, I have nothing else to say about Gallo. He's definitely helping his trade value here. That's Man, for sure. That's for sure. What do you think, Starks? Anything from OKC you want to talk about? Um, well, I'll say this. Uh, the, as you would call him, the shredder, Dennis, <laughs> Dennis Schroeder, Shred. right? And real quick, it looks like I got a report. So SGA becomes the youngest player in NBA history to record a 2020 in tennis's game. The I believe. previous youngest... The previous youngest was Maurice Stokes in 1950. So that's, wow. that's crazy. Who? Man. Who? Right. Exactly. Like, who is that? Like, <laughs> I could have sworn he was going to say Drummond, but I guess not. Wow. That's cool. Um, so, no, just look at this game. Uh, there's nothing really else to see. This, at least, well, Terrence Ferguson, I just it, it just bothers me. Just go ahead and deploy Hamadou Diallo. Stop messing around. But... I know he's been injured a lot this season, but he's just another guy in a very deep dynasty format that I'm looking at. But as far as everything else, nothing really to say. Uh, Chris Paul, he you know pumped up the volume, but you know he didn't have the best game. But I'm I'm glad SJ had the game uh, of the wow. lifetime here. I'll yeah. pass you back the ball to yeah. If it's time, if you want to sell him, <laughs> right, Starks? This is the game, this is the <laughs> right. game to sell him off of. This wow. is the game. This wow. is the game. Uh, well, Minnesota lost. I'm not surprising. Um, uh, yeah. Looks like I'm gonna touch on Culver's ice cream because he's oh my guy. there he is there he goes seven for fifteen the most shots taken on the team by the way I just want to keep make you guys reminded even over Wiggins um, two assists uh, he didn't give you any stock stats which he usually he actually does uh, you know sprinkle in some stock stats every now and then fourteen points five rebounds so he had a decent game but. Um, Starks, you know I'm gonna pass you the rock on this guy. Oh, you Ta- know, you uh, know. I was looking. Taz Reed. What, what, what do you think about Taz? <laughs> Taz. <laughs> yeah, Taz. Uh, so Naz Reed, this is man. Only 18 minutes, Minnesota. What are you guys doing? Like I cannot take it. If you guys are going to just play this tank top game, just go ahead and let Naz Reed unleash him, man. Stop yeah. playing around. Seven for thirteen. Took eight snipes, hit four of them, right? Assist. He got you a block. We like to call it slops here around New Life. And then he got 20 points. And he came off the bench with 18 minutes. You know, there's nothing more I need to say other than let the man play. If if Towns is not going to play, Gorgie Porgy, Jang, he's doing, honestly, I, I almost said him in the, the sell high moment because he's been putting up like yeah, top crazy uh, th- three, like third round value, which is crazy, honestly. But not to say Gorgie Jang is a scrub because he's actually good. It's funny because we can talk about him a lot. They've not given him enough minutes or Nas Reed. So um, I'm a little baffled with that. But Minnesota, I, I guess you're you're good with the tank top. So, you know, I, I'll pass you the ball, uh, Jacob, if there's anything else you see here. Uh, the only thing else I see here is that Josh Okoji had 25 minutes and he got you some nice stock stats here. Some nice hustle stats. Three steals, a block, five rebounds, three assists. So, He's always one of my favorite streamers, especially now that Towns isn't playing. And uh, so, definitely, if you uh, you know if you're looking for a low end streamer who's getting minutes, I would definitely recommend that gentleman. But that's it. Cool, cool. Well, we'll go ahead and roll over to the next game here, and that's going to be the Pelicans against Detroit Pistons. Ooh. And uh, we're going to go straight into the Pistons because Starks looks like they're finally mm-hmm. deploying your guy. What do you feel Thank about you. Christian Wood and his performance tonight? Free Christian Wood. This is, uh, I mean, this is what I expect if you give him the minute. And this is 25 minutes, right? Only 25. I don't know why they could. I feel like the last few games ago, they had Thawmaker getting more minutes. 
the game that Christian Wood had uh, close to a double double, eighteen and nine with a, what two steals, three blocks, efficient, well almost efficient, but he was very efficient at the charity stripe, six for six, hit two snipes. This is just another thing in Detroit, like. Blake Griffin's not playing, right? You know, you got this Andre Drummond rumors going around. You got Luke Kennard not playing. Like, you know, this is the same thing about the Nas Reed situation. Just let the man play. I don't know what the issue is. I know he's getting minutes now. He played good the last game too, but I'm just tired. I'm, I'm tired of seeing the <laughs> talent being buried on players like that is not better than him, right? Yeah. So I, 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 I digress. Uh, I'll pass you the ball there, Jacob. <laughs> do him booyah mm-hmm. man sir he got he got another start tonight he played 35 minutes now for me it seems like do him booyah he hasn't found his fantasy game yet he just he just goes out there and does whatever he wants you know like there is no like there is no like a consistent oh he gets you this this and this he just yeah. he just plays hard which which but as he's playing hard, he gets you. He, you know, man, he was a very efficient six for nine with two snipes, eight boards, one assist, one steal, one block for 16 points. You know, the man just plays hard and he's a big, I mean, like he's six foot eight, I believe. So, you know, mm-hmm. as, as a small forward and he is powerful. So I would definitely be looking his way as we were talking about earlier with Kennard not coming back till the all-star break. If he's floating around in your waiver wire, give him a shot even in a 12-man league. And like I said in my article last week, uh, if he's floating around in your dynasty league, even if it's shallow, pick him up and see what happens. Do you uh, agree there, Starks? Oh, yeah, absolutely. This guy, just like what LT said, what I I appreciated LT, Mm. because LT, like I said, he's not a prisoner of a moment type of gym. He almost borderline to that, at least what he used to be, that he would just dump a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, that potentially has upside, but he is the player that has the upside here. You you got to hold on to him because, you, as LT said in one of the last episodes, you got to just deal with some of the rookie inconsistency. Right. It's going to happen, right? And this is a, actually a solid game. And Jacob, a, a good point that you brought out here is he, we don't know for sure his fantasy, yeah. like what's his strengths is, but he puts his heart out there. And like you said, he kind of does what he wants. So there's going to be a time that uh, that he's going to really anchor himself in a way that we're going to really appreciate his fantasy game. And honestly, him and Christian Wood, I, I love teams that if you're going yeah. to basically, you know, look, looks like what? They're a Wasteland team. I love, <laughs> and that's funny because yes. like, I love Wasteland teams, right? Because I want to see what player can come out. And that's probably why I'm so passionate about it. Like Nas Reed or Dumbuya or Christian Wood, like let these guys play, right? So that is something that these type of players can anchor you at a championship, right? So that's something uh, I definitely wanted to say. And uh, LT, I'll pass you back the ball there, brother. Yeah, no, you guys spoke beautifully about Detroit. The only thing I will say is that Roy's is still getting it done. Rose is still getting (laughs) it done. I just want to make sure that the joke's over about Derrick Rose. The joke's over. He is a legitimate fantasy Force at where you got him at in drafts. That's all I'm saying. Anywho, yes. <laughs> what do you think about the Lakers trying to get Derrick Rose? Oh man, that's going to destroy his value. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. <laughs> pitfall his value if he goes to the Lakers. Woo! But that's but true. I, I would love that. Uh, Derrick Rose, uh, this is a this is a secret. I don't let a lot of people know that, but I love I love Derrick Rose. Like I love those point guards that kind of, you know, I used to like Westbrook. Starks know I used to be a Westbrook guy. And I <laughs> love those I love those point guards who just like go after it, man. They're aggressive. They get into the lane. They do their thing. They they they, they you know, they dunk on yep. people. Yeah, get closer to the yeah, get close. <laughs> I just love it, man. So, I used to like Derrick Rose a lot. I want him to be great. And uh, I want him to get a ring too, man. He 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 would have been one of those like uh, transformational uh, players if he didn't run into all those injuries, man. So you, you want to see him do well. Um, all right, we'll we'll go ahead and move over to the Pelicans, and uh, 
we have a Okafor signing, not a Mecca Okafor Starks, Jaleel Okafor <laughs> signing. Mecca Okafor. Uh, oh, you remember him? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we got a Jaleel Okafor signing. Is this? Is this a? Do we believe this or do we don't believe it? No, we don't believe this. This is this honestly. This is more frustrating to the owners, like those that picked up Jackson Hayes. Right. This is another thing. I, I've been going to ISO rate. This has been an episode that I've been going to ISO rants on just about all of these teams that are potentially race wasteland teams. Jackson Hayes had a good game last game. Why is he not starting? But I guess Pelicans figured it out because they won, right? No, they didn't figure it out. Jaleel Okafor, he's okay. He gives you the value. I get it. But like, man, Jackson Hayes, you swing for the fences. See what the young talent's about. Derek Favors is out. Okafor is decent. He's okay, but the dinosaurs, the man, as far as the dinosaurs, what I mean by that, the right. big man back to the baskets is, is almost um, obsolete, irrelevant, yeah. unless you're like someone like Clint Capella and potentially Drummond. But, and, I mean, you could throw in like Jared Allen, some other players, but for him, uh, it just didn't work out for him in the NBA. But if he does start, he could still produce and get, do okay, but I'm I'm Hayes, Jacob. Oh man, that was a great point you brought up. I mean, like Jackson Hayes was the hottest pickup, and all of a sudden they start Okafor. I yeah, it's just it's maddening for sure, brother. I'm right there with you. Um, and what's crazy to see is that Lonzo Ball got almost 46 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's Jeez. insane. And it looks like he almost got a quadruple double by getting almost <laughs> 10 turnovers <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, but hey, it's like 46 minutes. I mean, it's bound to happen. I get it. You know, he's a turnover machine himself, but he's still got you three steals, 12 rebounds, nine assists, 17 points. So, I mean, those are beautiful stats. Inefficient as all, but he's still got you three threes. So, hey. if you have him, don't expect to win the field goal the field goal uh, percentage or the turnover battle this week, but hopefully you're just punting those if you if you have ball, right? <laughs> but hey, uh, listen, real, I'm going to steal the ball real quick. Listen, I'll, I'll pass you back the ball. The one thing that sticks out to me, I you know, he, <laughs> like you said, he jacked up a lot of shots. <laughs> 23 <laughs> shots, like that has to be a career high. I've never seen Lonzo ball. Yeah. He's so he's so tentative, like he doesn't take shots. But I love that, and I don't care if he misses shots. Keep taking them. But go ahead, Jacob. No, I mean like that's all. That's you know, you know, that's basic. That's basically what I was going to say. Just because Favors was out, yeah. Ingram was yeah. out, so they start Melly, Okafor, and Etwan Moore, and they still get the win. Uh, just, just a weird game. Uh, hopefully, they can get healthy because I'm sure it wasn't a pretty game to watch there. So. Uh, that's all. That's all I gotta say about the Pelicans there. Yeah, Piccolo did good too tonight. Um, so you gotta, you Piccolo. gotta uh, two steals, two assists. He two, he was efficient. I, I don't yeah. know how long that's gonna last though. So I think I think this was just a DMP. I think the Pelicans were like, we're playing the Pistons. Uh, let's rest some players. So I, th- I think that's yeah. more. I think that's more of what happened here. Um, so I'm gonna go maybe touch up on. I think we got one more game here. Let me check. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. The, the Chicago Boston game where we I always I, I gotta go gotta go on my word, right? Talk about Boston a little bit more. And guess who it is? It's the two ta- two uh two team tandem of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Again, mm-hmm. putting the team on their back. 21 points from Jason Tatum. I just gave him my clutch shot, and guess what? He did it again. Two blocks, one steal, two assists, six rebounds. Five for seven from the charity. And guess oh. who joined them? Jalen Brown, five for 13. Not super efficient, but aggressive. Nine for nine from the charity oh. line. Three assists, three rebounds, and two swipes for 19 points. And again, that balanced attack from Boston, man. You love to see it. Anything sticks out on, on this on this for you guys? Uh, you touched up on pretty much everything here. I'm just going to look at the bench here. Uh, Brad Wanamaker still gets the time off the bench, but Marcus Smart had a very good game with 33 minutes, 12 points, five rebounds, eight assists, three steals. You love those type of stats. Hit you with the two snipes. Uh, very efficient game. Like you said, we will. We I definitely makes sense to talk about Boston more. I think secretly this is another team. I think we can kind of all. It almost seems like we potentially all like secretly, kind of like Miami Heat. Um, you know, so Boston is doing very well, and you got to respect it, Jacob. You got anything you want to uh, add as well? Yeah, I don't know why, but like I'm holding myself from laughing, from busting out because like I'm looking at um, <laughs> Ojalehi here. <laughs> and, uh, oh wait, 
Oh, oh, semi, semi automatic. Like, yeah, <laughs> like thirteen minutes, and he only gets one board, and that's it. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh man, you got the villain glasses on today too. Man. I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just look, like, look, looks like that. Looks like that semi automatic was jammed. you know everyone did their thing uh, on the sofa you know uh, everyone did their thing, <laughs> except for semi, right? Except for semi. All right, we're gonna be automatic. Oh man, out there, Rambo, <laughs> hit nothing. All right, Chicago. Uh, we're gonna move over to Chicago, and Zach Levine doing his best Zach Levine impression with, with nine for eight, 18 shots, jacking it all up. Uh, nine for nine from charity, though. Six turnovers. But, you know, 30 points, that's what you have them for to score. And uh, we have a Thaddeus sighting here, boys. I, I know uh, he's been uh, playing a little bit better recently. How do you guys feel about Thaddeus Young? I actually... Yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead, Stark. No go, no, go ahead, brother. I was just going to say, yesterday, somebody asked me, like, do, you know, like, do, um, you know, or no, no, no. Um, Thaddeus Young was being dropped by a lot of teams because he had a dud. But I said, hold on to him for one or two more games just because he's getting the minutes, uh, just because Wendell Carter's going to be up for the next three weeks. You know, just because he has one dud game doesn't mean that's a trend. You know, like, wait for it to become a trend, like two to three games in a row, and then cut face. So, you know, like, he proved that he's still valuable, even though he didn't get you those steals, which he usually gets. Uh, But I'll pass it off to you there, Starks. You know what I was just thinking about, man. It's just like I, I don't know why I was going back thinking about when you was uh you put the glasses on for semi-automatic. And all <laughs> even. That is just rebound in thirteen minutes. Like what? Like you didn't even try it. Okay, whatever. No, man. I think I think I think I think if one of us was on the court, we might have got at least two rebounds in the league. So thirteen months, maybe. I don't know. Who 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 are we though? So no, as far as Thaddeus Young. That is young has been playing, you know, under under the radar pretty good. Uh, but one thing that sticks out to me is Daniel Gafford, mm. and this is this bothers me too. I'm man, I'm tired of this. Like, I've been going, I'm going hard on all these these young cats because they should be getting more minutes, right? Chicago, their record, uh, they're a wasteland team too, right? So, Daniel Gafford, we know Wendell Carter Jr. is out. He only got 20 minutes as a starter. Was he in foul trouble? I guess he could potentially was. He had four fouls in his game. Yeah. So maybe that's why he wasn't getting a lot of minutes. But he's just another guy that is solid, and I hope they continue to start him. Uh, Kobe White has started to slow down as far mm-hmm. as like taking shots. Uh, I expected him to take more shots, and you know he just has it. Chris Dunn, he's getting the minutes. He didn't have the best of game. He didn't get no steals like we that's were accustomed weird. to, but that's all right. Uh, your boy, Laurie Marketing. He was starting to cook, and then it's like he's – I don't want to say this is who he is, but is it who he is, Jake? Austin's a really good defensive team. That's true. Yeah, I know. That's true. Lori's <laughs> not this bad. Come on. All right. All right, <laughs> LT. Uh huh. All right, cool. Um, nah, Lori's been Lori's been playing great. Uh, yeah. Um, no, he's been actually playing uh, pretty good. Is that a, is that a couch pick, Starks? Or we got a couch pick going. Is that a, what? What's going on? Got the couch pick. Uh-huh. All right. Hey, for our listeners, man. He, hey, the camera just panned to the couch. It's late, like, man. We're tired. Hey, to the couch. Like, what's happening? happening over there I didn't even you mean need, to do. need some gatorade Ooh, or what, what's going what's going yeah, on i think hey man i think so man <laughs> but that that's Ooh. that's all i got for the games man I, i'm gonna pass the rock back to you Stark, man i'm, I'm cool Ooh. oh man this was a fun one guys <laughs> i'm a so- hey man a clutch shot I, i'm not gonna go deep into it because this is just uh 
I think we just need to trans. I wanted, I'll just say real quick on a dynasty outlook on Wendell Carter Jr. Kind of transition to Daniel Gafford for the fourth quarter. Uh, just real quick, I'm not going to touch up in depth like I typically do, but let me just say this. Wendell Carter Jr.'s upside is still beautiful. It's just the only thing that's holding him back is obviously, as you guys see in his young career, is the injuries, right? He could be a potential top 50 player in Chicago. Give him about three to four years and he could potentially, he could beat that. I think he could be, uh, but that's just something to look at. Unfortunately, he's out and Daniel Gafford is a, a potential guy. So it's almost like you take off, uh, you, you typically don't have the same guy on the same team. But if you take Wendell Carter Jr.'s mask off, it's almost Daniel Gafford secretly, just to give you guys a heads up. Not saying that's who he is, but secretly he could be. But um, Chicago, just, uh, I, I, I like his talent. Just like Lord Mark, and I like his talent. Like, Chicago has some pieces. It's just like how to put it together with Kobe White. So that's just something to look at, but I'll just leave it there. But I, since this has been a funny episode, I don't know why I took a picture of a couch. It's just one of those late nights, guys. So uh, let me <laughs> tie it in with this clutch shot real quick. Uh, man, Jacob, I remember we were talking about in the last episode, you know, 14 and zero Texans was up and you were calling it like, although ah. you didn't call the, t- you, you almost, you almost had the uh, yards, you were 80 yards away, but mm-hmm. I respect it. Cause I think you still said that they, you had a feeling they would come back and win. So good yeah. call on that. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Baltimore couldn't follow suit. And you know what's crazy? Like, LT, I know you had mentioned the meme. You need to still send me that link. I haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, why Why is so many people coming hard? Like, they're coming after the Ravens hard. Like, I don't understand. It's like, yeah, I, I guess I've, it's like people, I guess they're, they're saying like everybody that's a Ravens fan, like the bandwagoners came out and then they're putting these memes like, uh, you know, where's where's the Raven fans that I just don't know why people be going in on tees. I don't know what that is. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's really my clutch shot. NFL, uh, I'm looking forward for the Super Bowl and I'll pass you the ball. Yeah. There, Jake, if you got a clutch shot. Yeah, 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 absolutely, brother. Yeah, um, I was thinking I was thinking about that once I went. So after after our podcast, the Chiefs went down 24 to zero mm-hmm. and I still mm-hmm. said, don't count Patrick Mahomes out. You know, like, because there's plenty of game. Because at that time, there was like 12 minutes to go in the second quarter. And from there on, they just, I think they just, they walloped them like 51 to 7 from then on. Uh, just, nice, yeah. just, um, oh my goodness, man, mercy. So it's going to be a fun, uh, it's, it's going to be a fun championship round. Now, I will say my clutch shot is this um, is this fun conspiracy that I heard today? Now, Uh-oh. in the in the, the NFL, it's the 100th year anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the first Super Bowl, it was it was the Chiefs versus the Packers, and now the NFL is trying to make the Chiefs and Packers game happen again for their hundredth year. So the first one, and then the hundredth year. Why not bring the Packers and Chiefs together? They're trying to orchestrate it in the background, and I just thought that was Ooh. that was that was funny. It's it's a little bit far fetched, but it's also like you know, huh? Interesting because the Chiefs were down by so much, and they mm-hmm. and they got back in a in a hurry. Now that speaks to Patrick Mahomes, but then once I heard that conspiracy, it's like, huh? Some things some things did bounce their way, you know, and. You know, like the Chiefs should easily get past the. T- I mean, I'm not gonna say easily get past the Titans, but Mahomes can get past any good defense just because he's that good. Uh, so that's that's uh, my clutch shot there, a conspiracy. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a good clutch shot. But let me ask you this real quick, Jack. Do you think? Uh, hey, man, we the Titans, man. They they putting teams out, man. Right. Like uh, this, you, Derek Henry, you see- man. He's a behemoth. Mm, hey man, Derrick Henry. <laughs> He's a fast behemoth. <laughs> it is. It's, it's crazy. He looks like man. He looks kind of slow, man. But nobody wants to tackle that dude. That dude is. I mean, he's fast though. Big. He fast, looks though. slow, but, but yeah. But like, he's actually going four or five because he's so big. You know, like yeah. He's a tank. So oh man, man, it's going to be a fun game to watch. That's for sure. LT got a clutch shot. Man. Yeah, I respect Derrick Henry too. And the reason why I just respect him is because who did he have to sit behind 
before he got the playing time? Who was the main running back in uh, on Tennessee? Was it was it was it Murray? Well, not no. before. Yeah, because okay, he because well, not this. Okay. No, it wasn't this year. Marco but there, what'd you yeah. say? I think you're right. Starts Demarco Murray. Demarco Murray a few years ago. Mm. Well, yeah, Chris John- uh-huh. yeah. Chris, it might have been. Chris. Was it Chris Johnson? Yeah, might have been. Was it Chris Johnson? That was a while ago. There was someone. Okay, more of the story is there was someone else that he, he I don't think it was Chris Johnson. Uh, he, he, he was, I think we forgot. I think we forgot. We were I forgot who that player. Yeah, exactly. I forgot who that player was. But uh, anyways, he was sitting behind them and he was like kind of they were kind of sharing reps. And it was like everyone was like Derrick Henry seems like the better running back. But he was, you know, Derrick Henry always came out respected him and said hey he's a veteran hey i'm the second guy you know i gotta work for my time and now just to see him come out now i think about two to three years later down the road and just be this this steamrolling engine that we all thought he was going to be i love i love those stories where they just kind of they wait their turn they're they're being respectful and then they come out and show up just imagine we have a titans niners uh, Super Bowl, oh. wouldn't that be fun to watch, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so cross your fingers for our Packers Chiefs Super Bowl <laughs> because it hey, could man, be a Niners, it could be a Niners, uh, Titans 49ers Super Bowl. Would, would that, would that be, would that be a better Super Bowl than the Giants and Ravens back in the day? You guys remember ah, that? That's, oh, yeah, ooh. I remember that one. I don't know, man. <laughs> With Tiki Barbie, Tiki Barbie, I might skip. Harry I might Ugh. skip the uh, <laughs> the Super Bowl if it's the Titans 49ers, man. I might take a leave of absence there, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's my clutch shot right there. And I'm gonna nice. figure out who this other guy is, man. Oh so, yeah, yeah, please do yeah. that. Yeah, because that's make me. I'm thinking it has to be Murray or Chris Johnson. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh man. What is it? It's not Dion Lewis. It's not. Uh, oh man, he he's like a big. Uh, he was like a big uh, running back too, man. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, go go. All right. Hey, listeners, it's okay if you if you want to jump off now. You know, it's fine. It's just one of those fu- those fun end episodes. But anyways, you guys can follow me on Twitter. It's at Starks underscore Industry. You can also find me on Instagram One Closing Hero. Uh, go ahead and ask me a question, and I'll get you out of prop time. Uh, Jacob, where can I find you out there, brother? Right on, brother. Yes, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ain't Done Yet. And done is spelled D-U-N-N-E. I'd love for you guys to follow me, ask me any questions, and God bless you guys. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Sage Network X um, on Twitter. Just show me any questions, any information, just let me know. All right, guys. So uh, with that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon. Take a ride.